The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. If that's the case. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show, Jimbo and Texas A&M, our 22nd ranked team yesterday in the countdown. Number 21 coming up bottom of the hour, Friday, July 28. This show brought to you every day by the River Wind, now just 36 days away from a sooner kickoff. You are immersed in the ref. Um, Some stuff going on out there. Joe Burrow carted off at practice yesterday, TJ, with a calf injury. Yep. Yikes. Yeah, I think I heard this morning, though, that uh, everything checked out okay, that he's going to be all right. So, um, Good. But still, I'm sure they'll be – I'm sure he'll be limited in preseason now even more than he probably would have been. So, uh, But, no, it's never – that's always scary, especially a franchise – elite quarterback like that when you see him carted off within the first day or two of practice that's that's never good Shohei Otani one day after the Angels said nah we're keeping him pitches a one-hit shutout in game one of a doubleheader yesterday then comes back in game two and hits two home runs yeah I'm sick of this dude he's amazing I'm sick of him. Tired of him. Uh, it's unfortunate he's going to continue to play for a team that we never see. But Duke was. Duke uh, is Duke. Duke is Duke. Duke uh, ticked me off a little bit yesterday. What they do, you I, you tease this, and I don't know that I ever saw anything from Duke yesterday. Uh, time for what's the whole world talking about that but TJ, TJ is see. oblivious yeah, to. Yeah, that I'm oblivious to. You got to pay attention. Um, one, Wallace Clark is going to Duke, uh, the former Sooner third baseman. Uh, he made that mm. announcement yesterday, which is a huh. nice move for him. Duke's got a good program. Yeah. Kind of interesting move. And, uh, and he is smart. Wicked man. smart kid. Yeah. But, um, what, uh, was upsetting is Emmanuel Dildy is going to Duke. The Sooners, Porter Moser, lost his top assistant coach Oh, yesterday. yeah. No, I did see that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to the Blue Devils. Because I was going to ask you. Yeah, I did see that. Because I was going to ask you, what's going on with his assistants? Well, he got the Duke job. That's what's going on with it. <laughs> well, uh, One went to Duke, one went to Kentucky, and one got a head coaching job. So yeah. his initial three... They are, they are uh, you know, top programs. I get it. But I don't know. It just seems like every time I turn yeah, around, I he's losing a different assistant. So I don't think any of them would be accused of jumping ship. They all got 
They'll, either a head coaching job or two of the top blue blood yeah, jobs in America. Yeah. So I would say that's, if anything, that is a uh, uh, affirmation that that was a pretty good coaching staff that he had put together. So um, Porter Moser is now on the hunt for a new assistant coach here. And Dildy, I like Dildy a lot. He's a He's a fun guy, great to talk to. Great recruiter. Uh, this is, you know, this hurts. I'm sure they'll go replace him, although this is a weird time to be hiring coaches. That, that was the the timing was weird on it, too, yeah. But um, anyway, okay. We uh, we got to tell folks about a commitment. Sooners got a wide re- another wide receiver yesterday, Teach. Yes, they did. Would you like to tell us about him? Or, Elijah have Thomas, you done the research, okay. <laughs> a wide receiver out of Chicota. He is. Uh, he was considering Alabama among some others, but Carter Jennings got uh, came to town. Oh, really? And said, "Oh, Elijah, let me tell you about Oklahoma." And uh, swung the kid. Uh, he said yesterday in a statement he was not going to come to Oklahoma until Carter Jennings came home really? to uh, Dakota and told the stories of uh, Kerry Underwood and limos. Now, he's a lifelong OU kid. Family loves the OU. And uh, he is headed to town. Four-star wide receiver. Uh, although, I think you think he can play uh, uh, the other side of the ball as well. Defensive back, safety, uh not safety, a uh, defensive back, and um, but they've got him listed as a wide receiver, four-star recruit out of Dakota. Travis says he would probably be more highly thought of, even though he's a top 100 player, but if he had more exposure not being at such a small school, he'd probably be rated even higher. So uh, moves him into the uh, third spot in the 2025 rankings behind Georgia and Bama. This is the 2025 class, by the way. No, he's still there for another year. It's yeah, yeah. 2025. Yeah, he's, he's still in Shakota. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incorrect reporting by Carrie Underwood. He though. said, uh, what did I see him say? Something along the lines of uh, talking about his speed. And he goes, I'm being brought in to catch a lot of deep balls. So he plans on burning some dudes, I guess. Emmett's killing it. Yeah. Uh, you know who else? You know who's very excited about this? Who is also from Shakota? Who's that? Uh, Lucky, my dog. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, he's maybe, from Dakota. Maybe that's the uh, nervous uh, excitement and energy that he's got going on in the belly this <laughs> he's morning. So excited to get gas. <laughs> now, let's see. Uh, I think he's the second highest ranked kid in the state, I believe. And like I said, top one hundred overall. So uh, good. No, get, let's good just get. say it's true. Let's get We're let's all say over it. Second or third in the state, something like that. Another commitment that uh, OU's got a good shot at dropping on Monday. Um, that's the next big one coming up on Monday. And uh, and now we have a, a date for uh, the Rolling Stone. Um, yeah, we're, it's next month or so is going to be. August, uh, yeah. Big. What is he? August 26th, I think, is what he announced yesterday. It was 26th or 27th. Right. Yeah, 26th, I think. Yeah, that's right. Well, we knew once the Colorado announcement went down, or we talked, we speculated anyway, that um, it was going to get nuts, and it's getting nuts, Teach. I don't know what's accurate and what's not out there, but there are reports all over the place that 
Oregon and Washington are meeting with the Big 12 or have met with the Big 12 yesterday. That Florida State is uh, out there looking around a little bit. I, I, I don't think Florida State's going to the Big 12, but Florida State is uh, seriously, according to some reports, seriously looking at their options, which would be a crippling blow. It would be a devastating blow. I don't know about crippling. Devastating blow to the ACC if they were to actually leave. Um, so, Brett McMurphy reporting that the Big 12 will get to either 14 or 16 before next season. Now that they've got Colorado, that puts them at 13 next year. And they're not going to sit on an odd number. So they will either bring in one or three more teams before next season. They would prefer, according to McMurphy, that those be Pac-12 teams teach. But if they're unable to do that, then they'll go to the group of five, where UConn obviously has been talked about a lot. Memphis, San Diego State, obviously sniffing around. UNLV, another team out there that's being considered. But according to McMurphy, they would prefer that it be Pac-12 teams. So, man, I mean, listen, IMO, IMHO, if Oregon and Washington are interested, I don't think you can do better than that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the two that I mentioned yesterday. That's who you go grab and get if you can, and... All of a sudden, Oregon becomes the probably the 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 best the team, the premier team, team in the yeah. in the league. Yeah, so that would be a great uh, that would be a great get for him if they can. He's becoming a bit of a smart Alex. So with his press release yesterday, who is uh, your Mark? Oh, his what little, did he say yesterday? I didn't uh, see Big Twelve press release on uh, Colorado coming was two words: they're back. All right. So all right. that's all it said. Yeah. They're back. Signed, Brett yeah. Yormark. <laughs> so, uh, but no, that would be great. And it looks like there's about to be a lot of uh, dominoes that start falling again. Um, it seems like every few years, this is what we get. And yeah. normally it's earlier in the summer. Every like, this other is what's, summer. What's crazy is that we're sitting right on August right now, and all of a sudden, this is all ramping up. So, but their inability to secure any type of media deal is got their schools and presidents and their administrators, everyone in a panic. So it's understandable. If I tell you you're your mark, which is not a big stretch, you guys are about the same size, and you can pick any three teams in America who are available, you can't have Florida State, okay? Oh. That's not an option. Why are they you not an the, option? You got the Pac-12 and you got the group of five. What are your three teams? Um, probably, definitely the two we just mentioned, Oregon and Washington. Probably the other, like, is Clemson available? You took Florida State no, away from me. No, no. Why are none of them, are none of them the available? They're about They're to bust up. They're not going to the Big 12. They're about to bust up, though. They've got to go somewhere. They're not leaving the ACC to go to the Big 12. They might, Clemson and Florida State might leave the ACC to go to the SEC or the Big 10. But they're not going to the Big 12. I wouldn't not think so no either, OU but um, you said I was available to anyone. And then probably then. I said you couldn't have them. Realistic teams. 
Teams that will be willing to sit in the uh, uh, top of the arena because that's where your mark puts you and share a booth with Kansas State. Mm-hmm. There are, I'd probably say Stanford. Yeah. It's probably where I would lean, but San Diego State, I think, has the potential, if they were to get to a bigger conference like that, to to be a lot better program in, in, in several sports, and they've done great in basketball. So, I mean, that one's intriguing to me. Yeah, because it's in San Diego. Well, that too, yeah, if you're... Yeah. Uh, conference that would be attractive to a lot of kids. You get to go and play San Diego and head out west to to see that beautiful area. So I mean, I think I think just the prestige that Stanford brings would be interesting. I don't know that Stanford would do that. I think if I think Stanford, if they're going to move. Once the Big Ten. That's the Big Ten, yeah. I I agree. And I think that's the three schools I just mentioned. I think that's the case with all three of those. Maybe maybe Oregon and Washington are just trying to get the Big Ten jealous and, you know, force their hand here a little bit. Say, hey, we're flirting with the Big 12. You better come get us. That's possible. Thank you, Drake. I forgot Utah. Utah was my third team yesterday when we were kind of hitting on this a little uh, bit. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't, you like Utah more than I do. I, I do. Utah I doesn't do. do much for me. I, think they've done I mean, great. they had a good good year last year, and they've had a, a decent they've football had a good program, run with football but. here recently. Their basketball program has at times been pretty good. They played so for I, a championship. Yeah, what was I his think, name? Uh, Keith, Van, Keith Van Horn. Keith Van Horn. Yeah, Keith yeah Van I think, Horn. I think they could potentially, like I just said with San Diego State, improve the profile of their – I already got a team in Utah. I need two teams in Utah? Well, you've got a couple if you're the Big 12 in Texas. I mean, Mm. Utah. I mean, when people think of two states, they kind of compare those two all the time, you know. Texas, yeah, Yeah. I know. Oregon, Washington, Stanford. That's the right answer if you could get them. I don't hate the Connecticut move. See, I do. Like, it just seems so just out of the way. Just geographically, it doesn't fit for him. But I understand what you're saying. Like, it's it's a big time getting men's and women's basketball. We have long since in the Big 12. I know. I know. West geography I know. Out the window. I know. But it, it's we always talking about crazy. UCF and Washington being in the same look. Even uh, even Oregon is way out there. Let me get yeah, a map I mean, out come for on. you. I know, I know. I'm just, I just, I, I, I that, that kind of. I don't know why UConn stands out to me more than the others. They're just as far out west. So, well, they do nothing for you in football. They do less than nothing for you in football. I get that, but Dad Gum at the basketball conference would be amazing. If you got them, but I know that's secondary. I, everybody is thinking football first, so um, I think Oregon, Washington, Stanford. But I mean, even like Utah's attractive. Both Arizona schools are attractive. Cal doesn't do much for me. Who am I forgetting about out there? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's a couple other schools we haven't mentioned that we're forgetting about. Let's see, uh, we already know UCLA and UC are going. Um, Washington State. Oh, Oregon State and Washington yeah. State. They don't do anything for me. Those two schools are going to get left out of this whole thing when it all blows up. Yes, most Man, likely. Some more, probably. 
Um, yeah, I, I, those I'd go any of those Pac-12 above any of the group of five. But if I'm gonna end up with a group, like if I'm at 15 and I need one more to make it work, at least give me a group of five that is bringing something, and UConn's bringing something. You know. In 2010, when all of this began originally kind of going down, that's kind of when it all started with OU and Texas to the Pac-12, all that. Had all that played out, OSU, OU, Texas, who was the fourth team? There was a fourth team Texas going. Texas Tech, maybe? Texas Tech, maybe. Had that move been made, is the Pac-12 in the situation they're in and is no. OU and Texas in the SEC right now or going into next year? Well, that might be I, – I, I mean, okay, let's go down that rabbit hole for a second. Um, I'm just wondering, like, I, like, you know. The Pac-12 would have been infinitely more solid with OU, Texas, and USC all in the same conference. Without a doubt. However, if they've got, you know, a commissioner who doesn't know what he's doing and they're still trailing in – TV revenues and all that kind of stuff, and the SEC is interested like they were. I wouldn't say I would say that there's entirely every possibility that OU and Texas would still be going to the SEC next year. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, like the, the I would Pac-12 say would have been in much better position, but it is still entirely possible the SEC would have come after. I would say had it happened. Joe Castiglione would be the commissioner of the big uh, the Pac-12 right now. I mean, I I think Joe has had multiple opportunities to be a commissioner you're of a conference you're, you're and right. turned you're it right. down. So I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Maybe he does both jobs at once. Pac-12 and remains at OU. Yeah. Seven twenty. Uh, we'll hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line next. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. T-Row in the Morning Show, this hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Your local roofer, Angie's List winner four times, one shot for customers looking for one contract. Yeah. Black Thunder Roofing can do it all. 405-473-8028 or visit them online at blackthunderroofing.com. What was that? What'd you say? At Dipoju, at Dibaware. Slower. At Dipoju, at Dibaware. At Dipoju, at Dibaware. How many times have you been practicing that? Thousands. I just walk around the house saying, Adi Paju, Adi Baware, Adi Baware, Adi Baware, Adi Baware. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Pastor Andy says, how about Utah? It makes sense with BYU in the conference. I don't mind it. Not my first choice, but it's a good choice. I'd rather have Oregon and Washington and Stanford if I'm the Big 12. But oh, sure. Utah is sure. a good choice. Uh, Stanford isn't going to mix with ag schools, this texter says. Yeah. Uh, well, 
don't know if I put it like that, but <laughs> academically, they would rather hang out in the Big Ten. Uh, this one, for Mar- sure. Yeah, Marietta Sooner along the same line says Stanford and Cal would drop their football teams before joining the Big Twelve. I mean, I think the Big Ten is really hoping for Notre Dame and Stanford, but they got they, you know they're going to have Florida State and Clemson and and some other teams that are going to want in. So they're they're going to have some choices to make. Stanford I, brings a lot in a lot of the sports we don't talk about, like those the 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 cup standings and stuff they're always up there because yeah. of all the uh different sports that they have and that they're a lead in that we may not discuss here on a they, sports talk been, radio station and they've been, been good, good in football football basketball baseball they've got good programs yeah, yeah. great baseball we saw them here last year yeah holy cow uh pat 12 teams are the only ones that cost zero dollars right now to jump conferences Mm, well, I don't know that it would cost the new conference anything, right? Like that would – okay, for example, when OU and Texas move, OU and Texas have to pay $50 million to yeah, get out. It's not out. costing the SEC anything. Right. So I don't think there will be any fee for the Big 12. The school that – try that, like if, so, if an ACC school is trying to get out, they're going to have to write a check because they – they got a grant of rights through the 2035 or something like that. But I don't know that that would cost the Big 12 anything. Could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. Uh, Tanner from Norman says, what about Nebraska? Any chance they come back? I mean, never say never. It's it's an intriguing question I hadn't thought of, but I, I doubt it. But Colorado just came back. Yeah. It's okay. not working out great for Nebraska. Colorado's improving themselves financially quite a bit, though. Nebraska would be losing money. But yeah. do you gain yeah. it in success if what you're saying is true? If they could re, uh, you know, go back to their glory to days. They don't have to compete with OU in Texas in the, uh, in the state of Texas. or well, I mean, I guess they would still in recruiting. but Yeah, they, they probably would in a in more I difficult way. It. They would definitely be taking a drop down in TV revenues. Yes. But, I mean, it's an interesting question. It's an, I don't think so would be my answer. Same for Missouri. I saw somebody pose the, hey, is Missouri tired of being kicked around in the SEC? Would they come back? I don't think so. I don't think you give up the SEC if you're in the SEC. But it's not a terrible question. I... It, these are weird days we're living in, Teach. It's entirely possible that we kick off the football season here in 36 days and nothing else happens other than Colorado. Oh, sure, yeah. It is also possible that we have absolute mayhem between now and then because of this. Well, you may know that there is no Pac-12 conference any longer. Yep. It's possible. So... Uh, let's see here. Smiley from the 580 says, with these conferences getting larger, Notre Dame may need to join one. Probably the Big Ten. The Big 12 should be looking at Cal and Utah as well. They would be good markets. Well, they've got BYU, so they've got Utah covered. I mean. Why Cal? Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, they're, I'd rather have San Diego State or Stanford or, I mean, if you're looking just to go out west and. 
if you're just wanting California. Like the San Francisco market, yeah. I don't think they care about Cal, do they? That's what I'm saying. They don't even know this is going on in the world of sports. You know, they they aren't concerned with it. So, and I don't think there's kids out in that area that would say, "All right, now I'm looking at the Big Twelve that I wasn't before." Yeah, it's a different breed what was of the kid first part going of that to Cal. Text? Uh, that uh, with all these conferences getting larger, Notre Dame may need to finally oh. join one, probably yeah, the Big Ten. what do you think 10. about that? Um, they have dug their heels they in. They have dug their heels in. That's what I'm saying. I just, I, I've thought that for many years that they needed to, to secure a conference and, and kind of lock in on, you know, whoever it is. Big Ten most likely is what everybody's always thought, but they, they don't seem to be interested at all. Mm. They don't seem concerned with, the changing landscape and what's going on with everyone well, else. It's because we keep making special rules for them. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, they've got great Everybody TV else deals needs to get and, together and say, hey, listen, no more special rules for you. Join a conference or be treated just like everybody else. All the other independents. Right. Um, let's see here. Not that it would happen, but would Colorado? Uh, okay, same thing we just answered. They were asking to uh, same along the lines of with Colorado returning, would they get Nebraska and the two other Arizona schools? So I think the Arizona schools are in play. I do think yeah. that your marks probably talking. If you only get one schools. Arizona school, which one would you prefer? If you're the probably Arizona. Why? They bring more in basketball and baseball and yeah. football. They're probably pretty equal okay so i would say just based on the two other programs i agree with all that the only the only counter argument would be arizona states and phoenix um but that's probably not that big of a deal there's probably just as many if not more arizona fans in phoenix as there are arizona state yeah i just think it's a softball too arizona historically better program that's a good point so that's a good point uh, good morning. One more. Uh, let's see. Good morning, TJ uh, and T Row. That's morning. from Chico and Philly. And I always have to read his first. Let's see. Uh, Bob from Cement says, "Why doesn't a recruit somewhere across the country ever post? I had a horrible visit." Uh, some have. I mean, some say, "Hey, I I visited so and so, and I did not fit in as well, or I didn't see it as a fit." I mean, they don't. Maybe they, maybe they don't phrase it as. I saw it as a horrible visit, but they'll they'll come out and say, like I'm eliminating this school, like it just didn't feel like a fit for me, or however they want to phrase it. I'll tell you why. Because they are treated like kings when they go on these college visits. They're I, I, how could you have a horrible visit, Tej? Oh, that's true. Like, I, even if it was a place you thought, well, I'm not going to play here. They re- recruiting in today's day and age, you are. I mean, it is. I, I, I not just today's day and age, all the time, but certainly now. I mean, you are, you are treated like royalty. So yeah, absolutely, they love these. Also, visits. if you're a kid in today's world, if you're playing it smart, you never know when you may need that school at some point. Be it That's true. You know, months from then or a couple of years from then. Like, you don't want to close those doors probably. So you may say, like what I just said, something about, I didn't see it as a fit now, you know. But you're right. They're they're living like kings when they get on campus no matter where it is they're visiting. Some, you know, 
probably a little bit better uh, and stand out a little bit more than others. Obviously, that's the case. But, yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're treated nicely everywhere. If I give you a free trip to somewhere, TJ, and first-class hotel with top-line food, free, mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm you know, whatever else goes on. Maybe a party uh, at the coach's house, swim party, party with a bunch yeah, of other kids my age, you know, party, when all yeah. the other recruits are brought in. Even if you're not going to school there, you're going, yeah, this is terrible. Well, you hear it all the time that so-and-so is 99% at this school, but, hey, I'm still going to take my free trip out to Oregon. That's right. (laughs) I'm still going to walk away with some some swag and some Nike shoes. I'm turning it down. 7.35, the countdown hits number 21 next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. How do I say goodbye to what we have? They have great identity. They're national brands. You found somebody, haven't you? You wanted your boss. Say it! Oklahoma State's not going to change what you do because Oklahoma chose to go to the SEC. They need to change what they do because they're the ones that made their mind up to go to the SEC. What is this? What's happening? What Robert is trying to say is that we are getting a divorce. Don't do this. No. No. I got to say, I could have called this one. No. Yeah. Is it our fault? Is it because we were bad? Please don't cry like that. Please don't. All Oklahoma had to do was not go to the SEC. So it is what it is. And in Oklahoma's case, I think they were more of what I would call uh, the reluctant bride. Financially, it's the only responsible thing to do. Uh, bottom line, we carried the league financially. Uh, us in Texas with TV money and whatnot. We accelerated Texas and OU withdrawal, which was a win-win for all parties. It's time for one last countdown and a final ride with the Big 12. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it sucked. We kicking this on. We kicking this thing off. Here we go. Live from the Palace in Piedmont, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by Carter Jennings Law. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. And thank you for that, TJ. Here we go. It is time for the countdown today as we complete week one of five. We're going all the way to 21 today. Let's remind you of the four teams we have introduced already this week, starting on Monday at 25. Texas Tech, out of the Big 12 Conference, came in at number 25 on Monday. They get Oregon in Week 2. How about at 24? Our first SEC team, Shane Beamer's South Carolina Gamecocks, came in at 24. One more year for Spencer Rattler there in Columbia. Then at 23 on Wednesday... 
North Carolina at 23. Mac Brown has Drake May back this year. North Carolina, South Carolina play in game one. Uh, that game will be in Charlotte. And yesterday at 22. Jimbo Fisher has hired Bobby Petrino. How much fun is this going to be to watch in Aggieland, Texas A&M, our number 22 ranked team. Andrew Monaco, voice of the Aggies, joined us live on the show yesterday, which brings us to today. The number 21 ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... Arkansas comes in at number 21. The Arkansas Razorbacks coming off a disappointing season. You know, they had nine wins a couple of years ago. High expectations going into last year. Just seven and six last year. Uh, had an, uh, Remember that Liberty Bowl game last year, TJ? The triple overtime went over Kansas. That was quite a game. So they won that one, 55-53. But other than that, a little bit of a step back for Sam Pittman and the boys. Here's the good news for them. K.J. Jefferson is back. Uh, One of the most highly heralded quarterbacks in America going into the season. He is, uh, it could be really interesting to see what his draft status is after next year. They should be really good on offense. K.J. Jefferson, dual threat, huge arm. They have uh, an elite group of skill position guys around him, most notably probably Rocket Sanders at running back. What a great name that is, by the way. you got a running back who got the nickname of Rocket. You're in pretty good uh, shape there, Teach. But they've got a full stable of talented running backs, and a whole lot of talented wide receivers, pretty good offensive line, most of those guys returning. Arkansas is going to put up points. I love watching K.J. Jefferson throw the football. He's got an absolute cannon of an arm. There's a common theme here, though, early in our countdown this week. We've had a lot of teams, South Carolina, North Carolina, that were really good on offense last year, but struggled mightily on defense. And that is certainly the case for Arkansas as well. Um, They got a new coordinator in this year, uh, Travis Williams. They were a little weird last year in that they set the school record for sacks, which is good, but they also were 124th in the country in yards allowed per game. They allowed over 30 points a game last year. They were a sieve. So got to be much, much better on that side of the ball. They have loaded up with a bunch of transfer portal guys, so there is hope there. There is hope that immediately they can be better, and maybe they can be. If Arkansas with a new coordinator and a heavy influx of 
transfer portal talent can be even incrementally better defensively, like if they can go from bad to average with the offense they have, they're going to win a lot of football games this year. Uh, But obviously that remains to be seen. So the big question mark for Arkansas going into the season is defensively. Can they make improvements uh, there? Schedule-wise, it's interesting. The, The open and close of the season, not too bad. But there is the middle part there where it is murderer's row. They open with Western Carolina and Kent State, no problem. That Western Carolina game will be at Memorial Stadium in Little Rock, by the way. Then BYU comes to Fayetteville. Arkansas beat BYU in Provo last year. They should beat him again in Fayetteville this year. They should be 3-0, and but here it comes. At LSU, Texas A&M, at Ole Miss, at Alabama. In four weeks... They go at LSU, at Ole Miss, at Alabama with Texas A&M in Arlington. So four straight games away from home against those four teams. They finally get to come home and play Mississippi State. Then they turn around and go to Florida, which is down this year. And then they close with three straight very winnable home games, Auburn, FIU, and Missouri. Uh brutal four to five week stretch there in the middle i think they win their first three and their last three uh that's six wins one two three four five the other six games there in the middle teach if they can get a couple of those that's eight and four and that's doable they can win at florida they could beat mississippi state they could beat texas a&m and arlington i've got them ranked one spot ahead of a&m they might not win those but i think it's an eight win season for Arkansas. I'm putting a little bit of faith that their defense can't be as bad as last year. I really like KJ Jefferson. I really like the offensive talent they've got. I think Arkansas is the 21st ranked team in the country going into this year. Too high, too low, or just right? Too high, and I only say that because I got to see it to believe it, and I think that stretch in the middle is going to get them. That could be potentially four straight losses. They may come back home then and take that Mississippi State game, but then they head right back on the road to Gainesville. That's probably a fifth loss there, in my opinion. So, And they, they can finish strong with the three games they've got at the end of the schedule there. But I just think that that, that six-week stretch, you know. It's brutal. It's brutal. And the four and straight games away from – they're going to play a home game on September 16th against BYU. Yeah. And their next home game isn't until October 21st. Yeah, the 21st. A yeah, month and five days between home games. On, on Schedule-wise, the way it's listed, they're the home team at, at Jerry World, but that won't right. be the case. So, um, yeah, it's – I'm going to say too high because I think that stretch right there is going to get them. I think they're looking at f- losing five out of the six weeks. And, you know, who knows what Mississippi State's going to be at this point. They should win that game at home. But, um, man, that's a rough stretch there. So I'm going to say too high, and they find themselves just on the outside of the top 25. They will either um, psychologically be beaten up at the end of that month mm-hmm. or – we're all talking about Arkansas. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they even get past a couple of those games, then you're talking about a potential of, you know, jumping top 15 or so. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, because they got a very nice, like if they go 2-2 two and two in there in that four-game away from home stretch, they could have enough momentum that oh, they absolutely. close yeah. sprint to the finish line, you know. So, Phil Elson, who uh, does baseball, basketball, and is a part of the uh, football broadcast crew for Arkansas, he's been on our show before. He's going to join us at 8.05 to tell us more about the Razorbacks. Arkansas comes in at number 21 on the countdown. We'll be back. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. Very, very short segment here. As in, uh, my bad. basically 30 seconds or so this hour, brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing, blackthunderroofing.com, and Angie's List Superior Award winner, the uh, Hogs. The Hogs hogged all your time in this segment, people. We'll get back to the text line next hour, I promise. You know what the social media has just told me? What? You asked me the last time I had been to a show at Dos Equis Pavilion. Exactly five years ago today. How weird is that? July 18th, 2018. It just popped up on my social media. Who was that? Uh, Luke Combs and Jason Aldean. So, huh. How about that? <laughs> exactly to the date, July 28th, 2018. That's weird. All right, 8 o'clock, we go to Fayetteville to learn more about this year's edition of the Razorbacks. Next, it's the T-Row in the morning show. It's Friday, everybody. High five, somebody.